Man, what's good? It's Visalate, and welcome back to the Nega Nebulous podcast. Man, footy's finally back. Man, it's crazy. Been a crazy, crazy week. Um, yeah, since I did the last pod, a lot has changed. All the coronavirus nonsense, but um, yeah, good to see footy's going ahead, even though there are no crowds. But hey, it's better, better than nothing, right? So yeah, this is my, uh, I guess, team reveal podcast. So I posted my team on Twitter. And yeah, I'll just be running through each of my picks, like, you know, why I chose them, who I, I kind of had in consideration at that spot. And yeah, so I'm recording this on the Friday night, so after the Bulldogs and Collingwood game. So yeah, that's been played already. And yeah, I'll just say, like, when I choose my team, uh, I like to choose guys with uh, value, like, even though it's a tiny bit of value. Like, yeah, most of my guys here have some form of value. The only exception is probably Brody Grundy, but. Um, yeah, you, you can understand why. Um, I'm still picking him. Um, so yeah, I don't really like picking guys that are fully priced, so... Yeah, even though Brody Grundy is, like, technically fully priced, but more, more you guys like, uh, Andrew Gaff or, uh, Brad Crouch, uh, Dusty Martin, those kind of guys. So, um, yeah, start off with the defenders. So, we've got Brody Smith, Dan Houston, Sam Doherty, Adam Chera. Dylan Roberton, Isaac Cumming, and on the French, Brander and Stasevich. So, yeah, Brody Smith, um, yeah, he played in the midfield in that second Marsh Series game. Uh, did that a bit as well uh, towards the back end of last season. So, yeah, pretty confident he plays it. Uh, plays the role again for the during the actual home and away season. Yeah, he came on, like, on the news or something, he, he was doing an interview, said he was going to play in the midfield role. And, yeah, Matthew Nix confirmed that as well in one of his presses. So, his midfield and, yeah, wing hybrid role looks to be a go. So, definite value there. He's priced at 87. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> BCV the, before the coronavirus. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk, uh, like, based on the actual prices. Like, if this was a full, like, full game. So, yeah, just because everyone's probably not quite used to the reduced scoring just yet. So, yeah, I'll just be referring to the, the scores as as if we were playing the full 120 minutes. So, yeah, next up is Dan Houston. So, yeah, quite another another obvious pick here. Um, yeah, obviously going to be playing in the midfield. Ken Inkley's confirmed that multiple times. He's priced at 80. It represents a lot of value. You can probably go even 100, in my opinion. So, there was a time where I was not considering Houston because he had that round 11 buy, but obviously, due to the reduced uh, season... Uh, the, yeah, the, there will be no buy rounds, so don't have to worry about that. And Houston, lock and load. Uh, Sam Doherty's next. Yeah, obvious, obvious pick here. No, nothing really to to talk about. Yeah, most people, most teams have them. Like, yeah, all the good teams probably will have them. Uh, have him. Um, yeah, priced at seventy six. His best season was like a one, was it one fourteen or something. So yeah, immense value. Uh, so, okay, next up, Adam Chera. So, he'll be playing in the midfield, supposedly. Um, yeah, he's been training in there all preseason. The thing that concerned me was the second Marsh game, when guys like Croden, Tucker, Fife, and Walters came back into the team. So, yeah, Tucker was in the midfield quite a bit. Croden had a couple CBAs as well, which forced Chera to play um, in defense more. And, yeah, in their round one team, they've also they've named Tucker and Croden. So, kind of worried me there. But I hit up um, Ryan Daniels, you know, footy rhino, like most of you will know who he is. 
Uh, yeah, he's a Perth, Perth reporter. Um, yeah, and I asked them, like, you know, will Chera still be playing predominantly midfield with the inclusions of Fife, Walters, Tucker, and Croton? And he said yes, quite confidently. Um, and yeah, Nathan Schmuck as well, he's the uh, WA correspondent for AFL.com.au. He said that as well during one of the uh, Traders podcasts. So I'm still a little iffy on Chera, and, you know, I can always use, like, a couple of my early trades to fix him up, but. Yeah, I, I'm just going to risk it for this first game. Uh, up against the Bombers, so shouldn't be too hard of a matchup. If he isn't playing that role, yeah, I can easily just trade him to someone else. Uh, yeah, next, Dylan Roberton. Another pretty vanilla selection here, just represents a lot of value. You know, he's, he's not... he's not he, Well, he's three, 327, which is, I guess, like an overpriced rookie, but in terms of AFL, like, he's he's not a rookie. He's, a, he's experienced, you know, plenty of uh, years in the system. So, yeah, don't mind him. Uh, Isaac Cummings. So, yeah, I've been pretty keen on him uh, yeah, throughout the Marsh series, even, like, in previous seasons, too. Uh, yeah, priced a little bit more expensive than I'd like him to be at 314k. So, yeah, another overpriced rookie, but there's literally no defender rookies. Like, there's no basement price rookies. We're hoping Bailey Williams, the defender ruck from uh, West Coast, but he's only an emergency, he didn't make it into the final team, so... Yeah, there's like zero 170k defender rooks. So I've paid up in... well, not really paid up, but I've gone kind of mid-pricing in the defense to compensate for that. And I've done that in the forward line too, so yeah. I, I don't mind coming. Um, the only problem is Zach Williams has to come back in. He could take his spot, but um, even then I have a backup plan. I have Lukosius up forward, so even if coming does get dropped, I can just swing Lukosius back and get another forward rookie, which there are plenty. So, yeah. Uh, Brander and Stasevich on the bench. Um, yeah, pretty pretty standard as well. They're probably the two cheapest and best defender rookies. Guys like Fisher Mackesy, you know, as a key defender, and he's like, uh, what is he? Yeah, 260k for a key defender. Uh, not for me. He'll score like 40-something. I may as well just save save uh, 51k and just bring in Stasevich, so... Yeah. Now onto the midfield. So I've got Josh Dunkley, Elliot Yo, Patrick Cripps, Taylor Adams, Tom Mitchell, Matt Rowell, Tom Green, Tyler Brown, and on the bench, Marlian Pickett and Justin McInerney. So, yeah, Josh Dunkley <laughs> uh, scored 59 in against the Pies uh, yeah, earlier this earlier today. Um, yeah, not not very good, which is a shame because he was kind of a last minute. Um, swap I did. So originally I had Cornelio Whitfield and Connor Buderick on my field, and yeah, I decided to switch to Josh Dunkley, Hugh Greenwood, and Jack Lacocious just so I could avoid fielding another uh, forward rookie. And yeah, I, I, like, I could have kept Cornelio still, but uh, I'm a big fan of like having quite a unique team, you know, cheering on like uniques. I don't really want to be watching a game uh, where everyone has the same guys, so. So I kind of brought Dunkley in, and yeah, like on the Friday night, you know, pies against the uh, Bulldogs. I really didn't want to be sitting there without any of the any of the doggies. Um, yeah, <laughs> would have been hard to watch if they went big. So I brought Dunkley in. You know, I really like Dunkley. He's probably, he was priced at 111, but even then, it's still underpriced for what he did uh, last season. Like he went at 130 after he uh, switched into the midfield. So yeah, there's still value there, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of kind of fully priced. So it's a shame, but uh, he'll bounce back, definitely, against the Blues. 
Uh, yeah, next up, Elliot Yo. So he's priced at 102. Uh, I think there's value here because in 2018, uh, yeah, he was playing in the midfield. Uh, like the second half of that season, he went at 115, and during the whole during 2018, he averaged 87% time on ground. So, yeah, last season he had a bit of an interrupted preseason. Was still playing in the midfield, but he only averaged 80 like 2% time on ground, something like that. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting him to just increase that time on ground, like back up to the 87, and yeah, he should go back to hopefully that 115. The inclusion of Tim Kelly doesn't really doesn't really like turn turn me off. I think it just helps him. Like he'll uh, Yo will be one more down the tagging order. Like people are gonna tag probably Tim Kelly first, and then maybe Luke Shuey. But yeah, I reckon Tim Kelly's the primary tag target now. Yo, yeah, he'll still remain in the midfield. I don't see him really moving down back. Hopefully not. But if he does, um, yeah, I can just easily trade him out. He's yeah, still, I can still go to a premium that's uh, cheaper than him. Um, yeah, so Paddy Cripps was next. Um, yeah, he was kind of like he, he was in my plans, but uh, he was kind of yeah another last minute um addition <laughs> before the Thursday night lockout. I just I guess I just wanted someone to to watch um on the Thursday night, and you know I think Cripps will still be good. Like there's not I don't have too much like evidence for this, but I don't really see him getting tagged that often. I don't know. I just feel like tagging will be too taxing, especially with the shorter games. Yeah, I don't know, it could be wrong, this is based on absolutely nothing. And I guess it was yeah, just a reason <laughs> to justify putting him in. Uh, as a, a VC option as well, so yeah, don't don't mind it too much. He scored the 92, so he can't be mad. That's like a 1, I think 114. Wait, let me just convert that. So you divide by 0.8 if you want to go back to the actual score. So I'd say, yeah, it's a 115, so, you know, it's good enough. Um... Yeah, so Taylor Adams is next. He scored 105. Um, yeah, really like Adams. Uh, had a bit of an int. He did have an interrupted preseason last uh, last year. Uh, yeah, got injured a couple times too, so that brought his average down. Um, yeah, he's priced at 90. Uh, bloody, yeah, 95. So his best season, he went at 115 or something in 2017. So yeah, it's 20 points underpriced. Has a has basically had a full preseason um, in 2020. He did have that slight hip concern at the end of the second Marsh game, but that's not a concern for me. Like he, they said, he could have ran on, uh, he could have continued playing. And in Nathan Buckley's post-game uh, presser, yeah, he said Taylor Adams was fine. So, yeah, no concern there. They're just you know, getting him ready for round one, not taking any chances. So yeah, he sh he should be good. Should be good. Nice little pod as well. Don't mind the pod. Uh, Tom Mitchell, yeah. <laughs> Uh, not too much to say here. Pretty obvious pick. Same with Raul Green. You know, like we're we're really not spoiled for choice with the midfield rookies as well. So yeah, I got Raul Green, Tyler Brown on the bench, Pickett and Justin McInerney. So yeah, the reason Pickett's on the bench, like I kind of I came back for the Richmond lockout um with like a couple minutes to go and I was kind of scrambling because originally I had Jackson Haley in my team, but obviously he's not named. He's an emergency, so I took him out of the team. And then I went to go, like, yeah, I went, I went out, uh, and then I came back with a few minutes to go, so I'm like, oh, crap, what if the team, like, doesn't save or whatever, even though I know only the Richmond uh, Richmond and Carlton players are locked in, but, yeah, I wasn't going to take any chances, so quickly downgraded, uh, quickly brought in Justin McInerney, and then, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't really think about Pickett. 
because yeah, originally I had just Rowell and Green as my two mid rookies, but then Pickett was on the bench, so that's why he, he stayed there as the emergency. So yeah, I had Tyler Brown on the field, which you know after after the Richmond Carlton partial lockout, like I wasn't too mad about that. Like I still I still thought Tyler Brown could put up decent numbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, 23 in the first half. You know, 23 in the first half, but yeah, only <laughs> only scored 23 more points after that. Oh, sorry, in the first quarter, yeah, and only scored 23 points in the remaining three quarters, which was a shame, but that's yeah, only 14 points. What's the difference? 14 points, but yeah, not the only, I think they were the only three uh, 170k rooks who were actually named, so yeah, Pickett, McInerney, and Tyler Brown. Obviously, you got uh, other guys with DPP, like Buderick and Curtis Taylor, but yeah, those are the only three, like, actual midfielders. Um, yeah, in my rock line, I have Brody Grundy, Sam Naismith, and Bailey Williams. So, you know, talk about Grundy. So, yeah, he, he's been in my team for the you know, entire time. I haven't really, um, got rid of him. I've considered it, like, just in my head, um, after the whole coronavirus deal. I was like, uh, maybe I can downgrade him to Gorn. You know, they're kind of, they're both, like, fully priced, in my opinion. And, you know, Gorn's, like, 80, 80k cheaper or something. But, in the end, I just stuck with him. He's my captain option, and yeah, it paid off, paid off very handsomely, which is a, with a 114 or a 142 and a half before coronavirus. So pretty happy there. Uh, so Sam Naismith, yeah, he's my R2. Um, for most of the preseason, I had Grundy, Jacobs, and Naismith as R3. And the reason I had Jacobs was, yeah, he provides good value. I still think he'll be value. Like I don't mind going Jacobs at all. But the main reason I had Jacobs there is because he has the round 14 buy, while Grundy has the round 13 buy. So, you know, when it's round 13, Brody Grundy's on his buy. And, um, yeah, and Jacobs is playing. I've also got Segler in the forward line, so I could do some DPP action there to, uh, you know, get another score on the, on the field. And then round 14 comes along, Brody Grundy's playing, uh, Sam Jacobs isn't playing, so I trade Jacobs out, bring in uh, Gorn, who's you know, arguably the second best Ruckman, um, fantasy-wise anyway. So yeah, I can bring Gorn in, who's just come off his bye, and yeah, we're, we're, we're sailing right there. Um, obviously, with the shorter season, no bye rounds, so that strategy kind of doesn't really work. So I figured I may as well go for the, like, the super value option, which is Naismith. So he, he's priced at 38. You know, he's eight, I think he's easily 30 points above that. He will go 68 with these for me. So yeah, that's why I've brought him in. It just sucks not having um rock cover, but yeah, I, I just yeah I liked it a lot more when I had Naismith as my R2. And yeah, obviously no rock rookies playing. Cherry, Cherry didn't make it. Darcy Cameron's an emergency. Williams didn't make it. So yeah, I kind of just went with Williams, um, just in case I need to loophole Grundy for round two. Because if I brought in Cameron, I couldn't loop Grundy. For the uh, round two Thursday game, and similarly with uh oh no no never mind so yeah I don't know that's I, I just didn't really like Cherry I thought Williams was more likely to get a game anyway and stay in the team uh, so yeah that's why he's there now the forward line so yeah, a bit of a change here uh, Hugh Greenwood Christian Petrarca John Segler. Andrew Brayshaw, James Robottom, Jack Lukosius. And on the bench, I have Ben Cavara, Cavara, I don't know. Ben Cavara, 
uh, Curtis Taylor and Connor Buderick's my uh, utility. So, yeah, F1, Hugh Greenwood. So, as I said before, originally I had Whitfield here and, like, Cornelio in the midfield. But that would mean I would have to field uh, one of Buderick or Taylor. Probably Buderick. And, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like that because if I'm fielding Buderick, it still means I need another rookie as my, like, yeah, on the, on the bench, right? Um, there's no defender rookies, no more mid rookies, so I'd have to pick another forward rookie, like a Max King or a Sam Sturt or whatever. And yeah, I'm just not, not confident on those guys, I don't think they'll score well. So I, I ended up going for the more mid-pricey option. Uh, Hugh Greenwood, I still think he'll be, you know, he'll be alright, in my opinion. Like, he's gonna be playing midfield, bit of time up forward. It's just how much time up forward is it? I guess we'll wait and see, like... You know, that's what your first couple rounds are for, just fixing up a couple of your mistakes. And, you know, I really like the look of Bailey Smith <laughs> in the, uh, yeah, in tonight's game. Uh, with Paddy Lipinski out, you know, Smith was more in the midfield. So, yeah, if Lipinski's out again, I might consider bringing Bailey Smith in. Or even if, uh, even if Lipinski does come back in. You know. So, yeah, just see who's underperforming, really. Uh, Christian Petrarca. So he, yeah, he played in the midfield both Marsh games, kind of buying into it. Uh, yeah, not too confident because you know we know he's pretty good as a forward. So if Goody, if yeah Melbourne needs a goal, Goodwin will chuck him up forward. Really, they still have guys like Viney, Oliver, Brayshaw who can go into the midfield. So yeah, it's just hopefully he stays there. Like, um, you know we always say like trust trust your eyes and whatever. Just look at the role in Marsh and the role in Marsh he played was midfield. So. Yeah, hopefully that continues into the regular season. So next up, I got John Osegla. So yeah, I had my eye on him at the end of, well, coming into this preseason. Like he played the last three games uh, as the solo rock of 2019. So he averaged like 95, I think, in that time. Um, did pretty poorly in the first Marsh game, but second Marsh game against Max Vaughan and Sam Wiedemann, it was good enough. Uh, I like that he has rock forward status. So just in case Naismith, I don't know, gets dropped or something. There's no Callum Sinclair, so maybe, I don't know, for what whatever reason Sam Naismith gets dropped, I can just easily swap Segler in there. Naismith goes down to a forward rookie, and yeah, it's not, not too bad. Uh, he's, yeah, he's priced at 75, I think he can go you know, 95, 20 points offside. Yeah, I don't know, bit of a pod too, which I don't mind, so yeah, it's good. Uh, Andy Brayshaw, uh, yeah, another obvious quite uh, vanilla pick here. Um, yeah, we'll be playing predominantly midfield. Had two good Marsh games, yeah, not, not much else to say, a lot of people have him. Uh, so James Robottom, he's my next pick. He's another pot, I think he's like 1.1% owned, last I checked. So he's priced at 63. So in that second Marsh game, when there was no uh, George Hewitt, for the first three quarters, like, it was him, Kennedy, Parker, and Ollie Florent in the midfield, uh, attending the CBAs. Um, yeah, and he had like 80, 80 points by three-quarter time. And for some reason, in the fourth quarter, they shifted him to a wing. And I think they were just trying some like, random stuff. I mean, bloody Harry Cunningham was running through the midfield, taking up center bounces. Like, that's... like that's Seriously, that, that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> in the regular season, like, Cunningham will be down back. So, yeah, no Hewitt in the round one team. Uh, Robottom's named as a follower, which, you know, you, you shouldn't really look too much into where people are named, but it's still... It's reassuring when, when they are named there, so... Yeah, happy to take a punt on him. Um, yeah, has a pretty easy matchup as well. He's got the Crows. Um, Crows, yeah, Bombers are next. And his third round was against the Suns. 
and then Carlton uh, round four before GWS round five. So the first four games, really easy. Um, so you should be good. And yeah, Jack Lacocious is my next one. So yeah, he he wasn't really in my preseason plans until uh, the Footy Rhino podcast. So yeah, Jack, uh, sorry. Oh uh, yeah, Footy Rhino uh, was talking him up a bit. Said he could average eight, could average eighty. Um, yeah, it's priced at fifty-two, so that's your like thirty points right there. Um, yeah, I kind of had to look into his marsh scores, and they were pretty good. He went at like point nine something points per minute. Um, yeah, we'll be playing down back, which is good. Uh, the, yeah, the Suns will want the ball in his hands. He's like one of the best kicks in the team, if not the best. So yeah, we'll definitely want the ball in his hands. Took a couple kick-ins as well. Um, yeah, he's priced at a little bit more than I'd like, but I'm just not a fan of getting, like, a Brett Buley or, even though he's playing the wing, but, yeah, I don't know, I'm just not a fan, really. Uh, Lockie Schultz, so he'll be playing up forward, and, yeah, I'm not, not a fan of him either. So, yeah, that's why I've gone Lacocious, and the thing is, like, since he's more expensive, if he does bust, or if I'm not liking his role or whatever, I can easily drop him down to you know, a Buley, a Schultz, or even just the basement price, like Sam Sturt or whatever, if I really need the cash. So yeah, that's my logic there. And yeah, having Lacocious means I don't have to choose as many forward rooks, because I don't think the job security is too great. Like, Ben Cavara, yeah, like, well, this is obviously hindsight, but I didn't think it was great anyway, because guys like Ed Richards, uh, Josh Shackey, Toby McLean, they didn't make the team. Obviously Lipinski has to come back too, so you know, someone's got to come out of there. And it's probably Ben Cavara, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Curtis Taylor, like, I, I'm not really buying the Marsh thing too much. Like, he's playing as a forward, kicked a couple goals in that great game. But, yeah, I mean, if you're fielding him, like, that's fine. Like, most people have at least one forward rookie. But I've really gone mid-price to try and minimize the rookies, because there really are not a lot. And if those rookies start getting dropped... Um, yeah, you're going to have a couple couple donuts, I reckon. No emergencies and stuff like that. Uh, if you would be fielding one, I'd be fielding Connor Hoderick. He's playing in defense. Um, yeah, I just think he'll be the more consistent scorer out of everyone. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the team. Uh, I'll be doing a round one review, recap, podcast, whatever. Taking notes on each of the games. So, yeah, I guess stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want to criticize my team, bully the team... <laughs> Whatever, uh, yeah, just hit me up on Twitter at Visalane underscore, and your podcast Twitter, as always, is at Negativulous Pod. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Be seeing ya.